1: Today on the show, I would like to welcome Dawn Schuler, who is the CEO and founder of the Schuler Group, LLC, has been working with business and communication all of her life, from teaching English fresh out of college to creating a business in 2002 to assist individuals, corporations, and associations achieve more success and a competitive edge through better leadership systems and processes and training, and is a strength performance coach. So let's jump right into this and welcome Don. I'm so happy to be here with you today.
2: Thank you, Summer. I am so honored to be a guest on your fabulous podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. So before we delve into your incredible professional background, let's get a glimpse of who Don is, your personal life, where maybe you grew up, and some of the things that Maybe it led you to where you are today. Boy, it's so funny because
2: all those questions and all those facets. There doesn't seem like there's a, a short story, <laughs> especially when I begin it with, "I was born in the backseat of a car in Mississippi," and uh, I, I know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. I'm yeah, let's start there. Story. Oh my goodness. And so when you say, you know, what shaped you or what got you here, I really do believe that all the events, all the choices really do shape who we are. And I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So my my very eclectic beginning of of my life. So my my mother, I was an unwed mother and in the 70s that was not that was that was not well looked upon especially in Mississippi. And so she went to the hospital thinking she was in labor. The nurse disdainfully sent her home and her brother, my uncle, who is a a medical resident student, came home from school and said, "Uh, no, you're in labor, (laughs) go back. And so my grandmother and grandfather in the front seat, my grandfather is driving down the highway very fast my uncle was following in the car behind, and they didn't make it in time. <sighs> um, and they did not make it. And my grandmother saved my life because the birth was imminent, and evidently I shot out, and she caught me and saved me from hitting, like, the back of the, the seat. So that's the beginning of my life.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are ready to get out into the world. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Oh, wow.
2: Nothing's stopping me.
1: No, nobody was stopping you. Thank goodness your grandmother was there to be the bumper though. So my goodness, what a story. And your mom, wow, that must have taken so much strength on her part to not be married, have a baby and be told no, with the saying, no, go home. Exactly. That's just, exactly. wow. Oh my gosh. So you were already confronting stuff. Right when you came out, when you were born. So tell us, tell us about what happened next. <laughs> what happened? Next? Oh my goodness!
2: Yeah, what happened? Well, I will say I still like to drive fast, um, and I just try not to get to, you know stopped for speeding. Um, so that that is secret. Boy, you know, what happened next? It's it's really interesting. I grew up in, well, we moved all over the place, uh, finally settled in Texas when I was in fourth grade. And that's where I ended up going to high school and college. And uh, Texas is just hot. And that's just not a, I'm just looking at it now going, oh, happy to live in Virginia where it's not quite so hot. Um, But probably because of the circumstances of my birth and and other circumstances. I really never felt like I belonged. I always felt like a fringe animal. And one of the things I've learned is that I think everybody does. I think there's an element that, even if it's a tiny kernel of fear, where people don't feel like they quite belong. And so some of us handle that differently than others. Some of us rebel. Some of us are disdainful in our own. In our, own right against that that whole uh, whatever you want to call it the status or or the the popular bunch some of us do our best to fit in sometimes to you know harm to ourselves and some of us just accept it and many things in between so I feel like I've always chosen my way I've always taken responsibility for my actions, although I've made choices like I needed to be valedictorian of my high school so I could get out of my my parents' house, which was not a wholesome, healthy household. And so the only way I could see to do it was become valedictorian, get a scholarship and go to college and and move out when I was 17. So I guess that's sort of the what happened next.
1: Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for opening up and being really honest about it, because I think you're right. We all have that part of us where we don't feel like we exactly fit into that round circle or that square or whatever it is. And we feel like we're, I like the word fringy, right? We're along the fringes. We all have a little bit of that, right? And we figure out what does that mean to us? What does that look like? We can either be angry about it or we could figure out our own process. And I think that's something you did as well as I did. And that's what made me like really think about inclusivity and really like not excluding folks, but being very much an inclusive person, right? And that really shaped and modeled me, but it sounds like we have something very much in common that we found our solace, our our happy place at school. Is that true for you? Was that true for you?
2: Absolutely. I babysat for some of my teachers. I kept in contact with them for for years. You know, I graduated in in 89. So I'm showing my age. I graduated (laughs) from high school in 89. So it's been a while since Hmm. high school. But, you know, when I decided to, to permanently move out of my parents' house, I actually went to one of my teachers and just said, here here's what's going on here's what i'm thinking of doing and she was she was really great have you considered this have you thought about this what about what how are you going to handle this thing so it was a great foundation yeah you know, my second husband is a a former marriage and family therapist
1: mm-hmm.
2: and what i've known from other you know from going through therapy is that when you have a strong foundation early on, that's very helpful. So my grandparents were obviously very instrumental in my yeah. life and a positive force. School was, so my teachers. So I feel very fortunate that I had a very positive foundation to help me deal with the very negative things that were going on at home. And I absolutely look at my, my I guess we call it my school career as just one of those very positive influences.
1: I love that. Thank you so much for explaining that because I know for me coming from being raised by a single mom, there was like a lot of um, inconsistency there. And, and sometimes that foundation got a little unstable and, but I had a good relationship with my mom, but I found that school for me, like university was a great place for me. And it was just a place where I called home And so school was always that safety place. So thank you so much for tapping into that, because I think there's a lot of likenesses here between you and I in regards to that. So tell us about the Schuler Group. You are the CEO and founder of this group. Tell us more about your business.
2: So. Remember how I said at the beginning that there doesn't really seem to be a short story when it comes yeah. to, to Dawn's life, and that's because there just seem to be all these complexities and facets and meanderings, and my business is the same way. So I started my business in 2002, assisting business owners, moving on to managing their businesses, helping them with product launches, marketing campaigns, managing their staff, managing their the vendors, all of that became COO of a virtual training organization, managing 14 departments. So I really looked at what works in a business and what doesn't. And then, of course, there was my background from being an English teacher and and all of these these programs I developed, writing courses, communication courses, um, content marketing programs, all of this. And so I felt like I had this solid background in communication and business. Then my second husband comes along, and again, as I said, his background was as a marriage and family therapist. He had a practice for 28 years, very eclectic background, stage combat choreographer, professional journalist, uh, photojournalist, uh, traveled the world photographing total solar eclipses, just extremely eclectic. And so when we came together in 2014 and and actually got married, it was like, well, what about the business? And there's, yeah, I'm really leaving out big honks (laughs) that are important to us, maybe not important to anyone else. But it was like, what what can we do that, that really brings our differing skill sets together? And so his skill sets of relationships and communication, mine on communication, although of a different sort, and business, why don't we help organizations communicate better, relate to each other better? Because if an organization is working well from that inside, internal, then that external, things like production and customer service and bottom line will improve and be better
1: also. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So there's so much here that you mentioned that I want to tap into. First of all, the way that you use your innate and learned skills to bring forward into that business. Because a lot of people think, oh, you know, we have this idiom of let's start over our new beginnings, right? And so you yeah, have these things that run through our head, but in actuality, we're not really starting over. It just looks different. And a lot of times that whole thought of starting over is very scary. So I want to put out there to folks that are listening today, that yes, there are new beginnings of sorts. But remember, you don't start from scratch because you have built up this whole box of skills that you're going to apply maybe in a different way. And so you talk about your English, you know, teaching English, you talk about your husband being a marriage, family therapist, all those skills, which are incredible. You can apply to your business and teaching people and solopreneurs and companies how to communicate better, which is going to support their business in so many ways. That's so important. So folks listening, when you think about those new beginnings, think about you're coming in with a whole bunch of skills already that you can apply to that. Second thing you mentioned is the evolution. It started with, and it looked like this, but know that a business is alive. It is alive because you're alive and you're evolving. So things are going to shift, they're going to change, they're going to become more defined. And that's good. That's a good thing. So we want to continue to grow. So I think that just those two things that I kind of pulled out from what you said are so valuable for people to hear, because we all go through it. Even when we look at a program, and and like you said, you have program development that you did and teaching and all the other things that you did and running these other companies or being a consultant absolutely you're going to apply that to your company but here's the thing too which is really great is that you you have the opportunity to make that business what you want to keep growing that business to defining that business and we can be as creative as we want and so that's what's so awesome about being an entrepreneur what is something can you point out something that you really love about being entrepreneur versus maybe working for somebody else?
2: You know, it's it's interesting because whenever most people answer that question, they usually mention freedom or flexibility or both. And while that's true, I think there's probably almost always more than that. You know, is it is it to make an impact? That's That's another answer that people usually give and maybe it is part of being you know the captain of my own ship setting that course seeing where i'll go uh, what's what's possible being able to to explore the the land of possibility and really be able to use my strengths and gifts in a way that i get to determine and not for someone else to define here's dawn's value as this worker in this other company I get to define my value. And to your point, Summer, we are always evolving as well as whatever work, role, business we're in, that's always evolving. And so I truly believe that that my purpose on earth, and I don't want to speak for you know all the other earthlings, but (laughs) that my purpose on earth is to be the best I can be, to constantly evolve to the highest and best version of myself. And so that's why. I run my own business because I think that really gives me a great opportunity to be the highest and best version of myself.
1: Mm, I love that. And yes, just like how we are multifaceted in our functioning, I think that also applies, of course, to our business, how we run a business, how we view a business, how we view our own values how those values stream into our business, into our relationships, into the demographic that we're serving and our own value. What does that look like? How are we defining that? That all is so important. Now, my next question, you also are a strength performance coach. Tell us a bit about this.
2: So I came upon this book called Now Discover Your Strengths by Donald Clifton and Marcus Buckingham back in at least 2006, if not before, and read it and was immediately drawn in by the their movement of let's focus on our strengths and our gifts and maximize those as opposed to the traditional interview question, well, what are your weaknesses? And this push in some cases to improve those weaknesses. And what they believed, Donald Clifton and Marcus Buckingham, is that no matter how much you work on those weaknesses, you will never get it up to the level of a strength. And so it's mm-hmm. it's a bit of a waste of energy. You've, you've only got so many energy units. And so trying to really beef up and focus on those weaknesses Uh, is is a drain. Whereas if you say, here's my strengths, here's my gifts, here's what lights me up. Here's what jazzes me. And you focus on that. You make those even better. Then I just feel like that increases the possibility. Uh, One of the 34 strengths is maximizer. And I am a true maximizer Mm -hmm. because I, I just wholeheartedly believe that like, let's maximize our, our gifts, our resources, our strengths, our talents, and then and all matter of things are possible. So then in organizations, let's look at your team, you know, are are some of your team members struggling because they're either tasked with or feel like they should be doing this thing that's not really in their, they're either their zone of genius or their zone of strengths. And so they're struggling. Whereas ideally you would say, here's the makeup of my entire team. Let me put each person where they're best fit for their strengths. And that's obviously not the whole picture because there's things like, are you communicating well and you know all of that? Are you valuing feedback, acknowledgement, all of that? But starting with, let's let people like, utilize their strengths and be in positions that allow them to use them and then we value them for what they
1: contribute. And this is so important. I think that as a strength performance coach, you've identified some really important key concepts. First mindset, right? Where your mind is, where your mind is focused. So the second point of that is the position from where you start. Are you going to start from a position of disadvantage and looking at your weaknesses Or are you going to start from a position of advantage of these are my strengths? Mm -hmm. And when we look at it from that perspective, that's a beginning, definitely a strength-based beginning because you're starting out at not what I'm lacking, but what I have and how can I apply that? So I think that's such value, such value to people because a lot of times when we go see A coach or a teacher or somebody else, they'll say, "Well, how do you want to improve on this?" And that's Mm -hmm. great, but also that's at the perspective of a disadvantage. We're already at a disadvantage, so we're already thinking, "Ooh, we already lack something." And it's not that we're not being insightful about how we can improve, but why not? Why aren't we making the shift on we already have these strengths? So how can we move forward with those? Exactly. How can we apply those? How can we bring that into my business, into a company, into helping others, supporting community, yada, yada, yada. Yep. You've got it. (laughs) So I just love that because it really is starting from a very positive point of view, positive perspective and positive point of evolution, right? How you're evolving and how you're going to think about things. So with that said, We've covered a lot of ground here. We've covered the fact that you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, this very unique way that you've come into the world and and your strengths and how you've applied your strengths and how you are the strength performance coach. As we do come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Well, not to sound like a broken record, but it really is about
2: own your own gifts and stand in that proudly and claim it. I raised and well, I guess, you know, they're 23 and 25, so I'm still (laughs) raising uh, two daughters and I did not buy into that whole, you know, oh, no, 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 you know, that that very humble or that. You know, somebody says you did something great and you say, well, yeah, but I I messed this up or, or like, no, own your own gifts. What do you do and claim it proudly and go, you know what? I am awesome at fill in the blank. No apology. No, it's not making you less than, or I mean, it's not making someone else less than because guess what? Someone else has their own gifts. And that would be my words of wisdom.
1: Hmm. Beautiful words of wisdom. Stand in your strength stand in your power. I love it. Thank you, Don, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. It's been a delight, Summer. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You can follow Don Shuler on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at www.theshulergroupllc.com.
0: Thank you for joining us on the CORE Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at CORE Women and on Twitter at CORE Women 1. For more about CORE Women and Dr. Watson, visit COREwomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.